0: Lawrence, why
1: are you slapping a monkey? <laughs> Welcome to Exposition Street, celebrating geek <laughs> movies in all their splendiferous glory presentation of prismatic tsunami my name is eric thank you for joining us today uh this is our uh, movie cast our film cast where we get together and talk about uh some of the favorite things we like to do together but not together because we do it all separately in the privacy of our own little worlds and then get together and talk about it like we have something in common which we don't as we are finding out increasingly as the time goes Heath on for
0: vendetta. we have uh, for you for Vendetta vendetta like common. Be, hey <laughs>
1: Hey, you! <laughs> don't interrupt my monologue. <laughs> totally will. Um If you would like to be part of the show, if you'd like to recommend a movie especially, feel free to drop us a line feedback at tsunami.com That's feedback at Clum. Or drop by our uh, Discord server, because we do have one, and we do look at it occasionally. Uh, please, uh, please drop in. Just let us know what you think. We would love to hear your opinions of the show, unless they are bad opinions. I, um, I still want to hear them. We still may want to hear them, we just may not talk about them very much because our feelings will be terribly, terribly hurt. I was
2: but say, if you didn't like bad opinions, you'd kick me comments. off the show by now. Oh, no, we feelings. love
1: your bad opinions. That's different. All right, you can hear them in the background. Let's go ahead and get this party started by interviewing the, uh, interviewing the panel. Hey, how are you guys doing? Introducing the panel. Some men are born great, others have greatness poured into them like wax into a mold. It's Richard. I'm going to hang out, but I am not dusting all this shit in here. I don't blame you. That sounds like... I didn't even stop to think about how, how monumental a job that would be. Well, how, how ridiculous a team of custodians... There's no way you got one night watchman watching a museum. It's filled with maids all night. Uh, Want to know <laughs> her secret, Rooney? She's always cracking wise. It's Vanessa. Darn tootin'. That wasn't very wise, but I appreciate I the effort. <laughs> He was definitely hired for his ability to finish his sentences. It's Jason.
2: I um uh yeah. Hey, for effort, man. And finally,
1: <laughs> he's definitely gonna shoot your your dang eye and your dad gum eye. It's the kid. I summarize thusly:
3: This movie made it possible for you to open exposition street with Ben Stiller spanking the monkey,
0: slapping.
1: Aren't you guys all happy now? Didn't we didn't we get to a place that you never thought we'd get to? <laughs> yes. Most certainly. That's not You're a good welcome. thing. welcome. <laughs> we are talking about Night at the Museum, an uh, <laughs> extraordinary piece of work that was released in uh, December of 2006. It was released the week of Christmas. Uh, I, I went to number one. I think it's pronounced extraordinary. So. Extra, extra, or, oh, sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, number one at the box office. Eat that, haters. $30.4 $3. million. Rated PG, runtime of one hour and 48 minutes, a newly recruited night security guard at the Museum of Natural History discovers that an ancient curse causes the animals and exhibits on display to come to life and wreak havoc. <sighs> Directed by Sean Levy. Sean is the guy that brought us uh, the Pink Panther back in 2006 with, um, oh, what's his name? C-Martin. The one guy with the arrow through the head. Thank you. Uh, cheaper by the dozen, 2003 it's with C-Martin. what's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arrow <laughs> through the head. Um, Real Steel, which made some of us feel like we had an erethium. Uh, I don't think so, but we did do it on the show. Free Guy, which was phenomenal. Love that movie, I liked that one. The Atom Project, which was actually also kind of phenomenal. Um, but you still kind of got to like Ryan Reynolds at that point, uh, Richard, and uh, a couple more Night at the Museum movies and ten episodes of Stranger Things. Man's got a resume. So he he's a not other
2: other purely incapable.
1: Oh, uh, well, no. Written by Robert Ben Garrett and Thomas Lennon, those are the people you get to blame for this. He, they wrote things like uh, such gems as I made this list especially for you guys The Pacifier, Herbie Fully Loaded, Balls of Fury, The Baywatch Movie, which was actually, unfortunately, kind of really good. Oh, <laughs> but I, didn't I have a hard that. time
2: believing that. Block off. I oh, tried. Dude, I, all I the way wanted to, the to.
1: I loved seeing... What's his name? Zach... Um, Zach Embron. Pretty Boy. Yes. I loved seeing him play an ass. That was amazing casting. Uh, and a couple more Night at the Museum movies, which they did How as How many well.
2: Night at the Museum Lennon, movies are there? Isn't he the new Odd Couple guy?
1: I Is he? I don't know. You'd have to
4: look at I him. think that's right. That's right. I believe that's right.
1: And, uh, I like him. M- Milan Trent got... Um, credit for writing the book. Did you know this was based on a book? It's yes. a children's book. It would have
0: to it's be. It said so
4: at the front of the movie.
1: And if you think it would make a brilliant children's book. It'd make it even more brilliant if it had all the same effects. Anyway, uh, music by Alan Silvestri, who did uh, a couple movies we might have heard of, uh, particularly come to mind Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Practical Magic, The Abyss. <sighs> That's just one of those. <laughs> I'll listen to you. <laughs> he also did Back to the Future. <laughs> which was like, you know, the most iconic freaking theme. Of da, 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 da. See, I just got a sued by singing six notes. <laughs> That's how iconic it is. And nobody listens to our show. They could take us for all our money, but they won't get far. <laughs> I'll pay him double what I made this year on the show. Uh, ben Stiller, who reputedly and I think appropriately... Manages to largely be responsible for the movies he's in. I mean, I think he picks them and pushes them. You know, makes them happen. He's that guy, can see right? That. Now, this was like I said, 2006. So, like, Dodgeball was a couple years before this, and I oh. thought he was great in Dodgeball, which I don't think was a movie he bit because he played the bad guy. And uh, Meet the fuckers was a couple years before this. Enjoyed that one too. And uh, I did not watch that one, actually. You're not think. missing anything. Um, was that the sequel to Meet the Parents? Probably. I saw the first one, I think. I did not see the second one. Anyway. Ah. I, I like, I do like watching, um, gosh, who was in it with him now? Robert De Niro. Uh, yeah, De Niro. I like watching De Niro be funny. It's weird. He's good in Stardust. Huh. It's something he turns out he's really good at. It Wasn't he in anger management with yes. uh, Sandler? And was- it turned out to be just a ridiculously funny chemistry that I I, I didn't even like that style of Sandler. You know, I like right. some stuff Sandler did, but mostly style, the, most, the most, the mostly the Sandler style I like was the Drew Barrymore Sandler style. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: You like the rom com Sandler.
1: I did. Wedding Singer was amazing, Ugh. and now I've gotten two movies off of this. On a tangent, had nothing to do with this film. Um, I'll see if I can get to three before the end of the Ben Stiller entry. Tropic Thunder was in 2008. That was two years after this. Which was an ensemble cast, but I bet largely Stiller was at the center of making that one. And the um, the sequel to this was in two thousand nine. So this is what Stiller was doing. Two thousand nine?
2: I didn't think I didn't think the sequel came out until uh, eight years later. There's a two thousand
0: nine. There's a two thousand fourteen. There's a two thousand
2: twenty two. Two thousand fourteen. Oh, that's the third one. So the, is the second one not on Disney Plus? Because it recommended us to watch a two thousand fourteen movie when we were done.
0: No, well, Battle Smithsonian. I don't know, Battle of Smithsonian. There was secret of the I, two. I
2: didn't look. So they skipped the but sequel.
1: Interesting. I think I the, new one, the new one the new thing is be. I think is a series. Is the new one a series? Or I'm thinking of National, National Treasure. There's a, a new National Treasure, Treasure series uh, coming out, why? which is actually kind of tied to the movies, sorta. Um How
2: but did they manage that word
1: is Nick Cage might appear briefly in the second season. In the second season? Right. Same thing they're saying about Val Kilmer in the Willow series. Which, by the way, I watched the first two episodes this week.
0: Still need to watch that. If you, if you enjoyed our
1: first episode of this show, <laughs> that's relevant. That's
2: relevant. I am mad about Mad Mardigan.
1: Mad, 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 mad. So lot of I would be madder you know.
2: if they had tried to replace him.
1: They didn't try to replace anybody. It's even possible that the girl who plays Willow's daughter is the same girl. I have no idea. But I mean, yeah, everybody's just a thousand years old and still in the movie. And they're talking about having Val in the second season. They were going to in the first season. It sounded like they had plans. They were visiting with him. They the, the guy in charge. But then the, then the pandemic hit and it was like, well, maybe not do the thing. And they had to do the show anyway. So And now I'm talking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on to the next person in the cast. Carla Gugino played Rebecca. Uh, when I saw her, I kept thinking, God, she looks familiar. I don't know if I care, yep. but she looks familiar. Uh, it turns out she was Ingrid in Spy Kids. Uh-huh. She was Sil- Silk Spectre in Watchmen.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that Which I recognize. I loved me so much. Watchmen. Watchmen's so good.
1: And most recently, she was Madeline in Gunpowder Milkshake. And I don't know if any of you have seen those. I haven't
0: have even heard that.
2: of it. <laughs> Gunpowder
1: Milkshake? Kid's wife has seen it. Badass. It was like a straight, It was like a Netflix thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a little over the top. And uh, Ricky Gervais. Played Dr. McPhee.
2: Yeah, he did.
0: Uh,
1: see, this was 06. Uh, he was in Stardust in 07. He was in Night of the Museum and The Invention of Lying in 09. Uh, this was really, I hadn't realized it, but this was really kind of during the rise of the Gervais.
2: The rise yeah. of the American Gervais. <laughs> the,
1: yes, 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 yes. Well, that's The
4: craziness is, I, I part of the reason I enjoyed watching this movie when I first watched it was because Ricky Gervais was in it. Now I'm a little tired of Ricky Gervais. Mm, and so he yeah. read completely different for me.
1: I enjoyed him in this, but not immensely. He's not exactly an
0: enjoyable character.
1: No, he plays an important, kind of pivotal, non important role.
0: Yeah. What? There were a couple (laughs) other people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple other people in the cast who deserve honorable mention. Uh huh. A couple? (laughs) Just a few. Hundred. Dick Van Dyke, Mickey Rooney, Bill Cobbs, Robin Williams, Owen Wilson, Steve Coogan, Rami Malek in his film debut as Achman Ra.
2: So that was his (sighs) film debut.
1: Any others I could mention? I don't think I got them all.
2: Uh, No, there's no way you
1: did. Dick Van Dyke, Mickey Rooney, and Bill Cobbs were amazing.
0: Yes. They really
1: were. (laughs) I loved them in this. And Dick Van Dyke definitely was chewing scenery by the middle of the movie.
3: Dick Van Dyke was my favorite thing in this movie.
1: Oh, that's true gross. of most movies in which he appears i am that's a huge weird. fan robin williams was in this movie i know that's that's a strange thing for you to say i'm gonna tell him he was very me. muted
0: robin williams was my favorite character in this movie
1: he was in character yeah this was one of those roles that i wondered what actually prompted him to take this role it was so good he was so good in it the was part.
2: not he he was not robin williams in this movie which is rare. Unfortunately,
3: he was also not Teddy Roosevelt.
1: So
4: <laughs> well, that was kind of the criteria I was judging on. Yeah, he was nothing like the Teddy
1: Roosevelt i have met. He that's clarified he... that about two thirds away in the movie. <laughs> I am not I did not do these
2: things. i made that's, of wax. That's I, I tried him. It's okay, know? the Teddy that's Roosevelt
0: true. that I'm thinking of now is completely
2: different. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Archie thinking Old Life. I'm <laughs> thinking Charge! of the, think, a <laughs> Okay. Uh, is that fine?
0: Or way over five at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Uh, Owen Wilson. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, it was supposed to be a cameo, Jedediah, but his character tested so well with the audience, they expanded the role. They actually, Ben, Stiller, and Owen Wilson were only on set together for like one day. Stiller talked to a toothpick for those Jedediah scenes. I mean, that makes sense. uh, Wilson filmed all his parts like three months later. I would have put that in my writer, too. Fantastic, um, I well okay. So, anybody seen Zoolander?
2: Brad yes. Garrett was the Easter yes. Island head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dum dum. Yeah. Wait, what? Hmm. Dum dum for gum gum.
1: You're looking. You're looking at the uh, cast list now, are yeah, you? Yeah,
2: I got all the way to the very end of the cast list with Brad Garrett and Crystal the mm-hmm. Monkey.
1: The funny thing is that Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, I, I didn't think they, I mean, they had a little bit of their chemistry going, but not really. Owen Wilson's character was kind of flat for that. But Owen Wilson and Steve Coogan, fantastic together. Yes. And I loved Steve's Roman emperor guy
0: octavius? octavius octavius
1: yes yeah
0: i mean to be fair they were like the only two characters shown together that were the same size so it makes sense for them to have good chemistry they would kind of have to
4: they had to <laughs> but they did work they did work really well i actually appreciate oh, yeah. those scenes because of it
1: yeah they, they were they bounced off each other really nicely and uh rami malik who was um fun in this film i didn't remember that i remember watching this movie before i remember the high points you know dinosaurs chasing bones around the Museum. You didn't remember and Rami Malek? I, I remember the mom, the Egyptian guy, but I didn't really remember him. And I didn't, of course, I didn't know who Rami Malek was at the time. Nobody did. That was the point. Uh, but I also didn't remember the role of the Egyptian emperor guy, because when, like, he first, like, is, like, shaking in the coffin, and Teddy Roosevelt's kind of like, you're not getting out. It's like, oh, my God, yes, the emperor, when he gets out, this must be when everything goes wrong. And then he lets him out, like, and everything didn't go wrong. And that's when everything goes right. That's when it, everything gets fixed. So Rami Malek is the cure. Funny thing is, he was more upbeat in this film than anything I've ever seen him in.
4: Yeah. I'm just saying. Being buried for a couple thousand years will do that to
1: you. (laughs) Well, being let out. Uh, Let's see. Made 110 million, or no, cost $110 million to make. uh, Made 30.4 million opening weekend. Made 250 million in the U.S. 574 million cumulative worldwide gross. Movie was obviously an unqualified success because they kept freaking making them. With some of the same actors. And that really got me, too.
0: Some of, but not all of.
1: Ben watched, uh, like, Mission Impossible and and Mission Impossible 2 in order to run the way uh, his longtime friend Tom Cruise does. He did the one running scene where he ran all the way across the museum. It's a Tom Cruise running scene right there. And, uh... Director Sean Levi doubled as the T-Rex during filming in order to capture the realistic reaction of Ben Siller in scenes involving him and the creature. I just thought that was a stupid bit of trivia. <laughs> yeah.
0: How to get him to react like he's reacting to a T-Rex? Put the director in that spot. Sure, why the fuck not?
2: That'll be realistic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I,
1: I've got to come up with more trivia for shows like this. I just don't have a lot. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff out there. There's like plenty of stuff, plenty of stuff involving the production. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's fun to read about how they do the effects and how they do you know some of the production stuff and on location shoots and all that stuff. For some reason, this movie didn't strike me as particularly fun in that regard. Uh, I, I still wanted to shoot in Vancouver, so he did. I mean, okay, <laughs> it's like okay. I I just don't really <laughs> I don't really have much to talk about. The movie was I will say fun for me to watch. I enjoyed it. I get the impression that I may be in a minority as far as this club goes, but uh, this was you no know, exception. And as we go through the clips, I'm sure you guys will kind of understand why, because I'll be laughing in all the wrong places.
4: Well, one of, one of the things when I watched this movie the first time and when I watched it again now, um, you know, I was always left with the, wow, this is an interesting movie with a lot of interesting characters. But it's one of those things where I you know me. You know I I think ahead in plots and I come up with different plot lines. This movie went out of its way at certain points to seem like it was trying to subvert what you expected it to be. And I think I kept getting annoyed by that. I got annoyed by the fact that, oh, the museum didn't come to life just now so that Ben Stiller's the one that's cursed with this whole thing. No, it's been doing this for a long time. Oh, no, the mummy the, the mummy doesn't cause more problems. The mummy's actually the cure. This, you know, all this other stuff back and forth. Oh, it
1: turns out that the old guys are relevant, and they're setting up to fail for the first. And they're the setting first. up to
4: fail, yeah, exactly. The whole thing was designed to subvert expectations, and I think it did it in a way that I never ended up appreciating.
0: I never picked up on any of that at any point. I'm just, I'm just going to point that out. <laughs>
4: I overanalyze everything. I didn't have
2: expectations to subvert, so my my expectations were not <laughs> subverted.
1: How about the really obvious one that he brings his kid to the museum and then, like, on cue, nothing happens, right? Yeah,
3: that was pretty obvious. Yeah,
1: and then somehow managed to fix it before his kid got out of the building. Which that, you know, take, I was take expecting. your take your child to work day when you work as an overnight security guard in a large museum is a weird choice, anyway. Not to mention he was smuggling him in. Yeah, I'm pretty Damn. sure that was grounds to fire him just right there.
0: I know? mean, he was already yeah. walking on some pretty... Uh,
1: I don't think he cared. I points. think that the museum coming to life was its own monster in his world, and it would have been in anybody's. There's, I think, my favorite element of this particular story is, what would I do? How would I feel if I was Larry in this situation? Because there is no way to wrap your head around exactly how you would handle all of that, all of a sudden.
3: Well, I don't entirely agree, but I'm a weird beast.
2: You are.
4: There are facts here.
1: I saw some of your cousins in this. Fire. <laughs> um, so. Very,
3: very distant relations, just say.
1: I also um, thought it was interesting how, like, they'd come to life every night, and Lewis and Clark would just stand there and argue all night. Yeah, That called. was
4: the other thing that made me so mad. Every single display that could have glass in front of it does not accept one. And
3: it doesn't have a door or any way to open it. It's just a completely sealed exhibit with no access.
4: The only other display that's sealed is the mummy.
1: Yeah. That's special.
4: I'm like, wow, plot device.
1: Should I just play some clips? Yeah,
2: I I think we should get there.
1: (laughs) You guys are bringing me down, man. Sorry. (laughs) Roll clips. Um, I'm going to skip the first one because it was depressing. Um, (laughs) We'll go with the new guy.
2: I'd like you to meet my uh, two colleagues here.
4: Reginald, Gus! Uh, where is he? I'll beat him with my fist.
2: What? Oh. Gus, this is Larry Daly, the kid who wants to be the new night guard. Who? Well, uh, night guard? No, no, the lady at the agency said this was a museum position. Most important position in the museum, Larry. He looks like a weirdie. <laughs> it's wonderful guard, terrible people skills.
1: Now
4: listen, Lunchbox. Don't try anything funny. I once went nine rounds with
0: John L. Sullivan.
2: You never fought John L. Sullivan in your life.
1: Which is true, Mickey Rooney never fought John L. Sullivan in his
0: life. Mickey Rooney saying someone else looks like a weirdie is really weird to hear. <laughs> that I'm That's sure was exactly that was the, the point. Irony.
1: I just realized we've had Bill Cobbs on the show before. With which movie? He was in Demolition Man.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was yes, Demolition Man.
2: We need to do the Hudsucker proxy. Throw out the three seashells. Huh?
1: Ooh. The Hudsucker proxy. Put that on the list. <laughs> I
0: don't even know how to spell that. Someone else put it on the list.
1: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa just threw her pencil down and quit. H U D S U C K E R. Hudsucker. and proxy and proxy. Prox- I mean, Pro- yeah, he can't even say it. Don't listen to him. Crackenwise. <laughs> uh, I assume this is more Becky Rooney.
2: All right, flashlight keys. One of my oh. The instruction manual. Yes.
4: Instructions. You start with one, two, three, four. Are you cracking wise? I ought
2: to punch you in the nose, hopscotch. Leave him alone, Gus. You got it covered, right, Larry? Yeah, yeah, I got it.
4: You better get it. Right.
2: Gus? Larry, do him in order, do them all, and do them quick. And the most important thing of all to remember don't let anything in or out out
1: good luck son in or out um i love their burgers maybe that was great foreshadowing but i don't remember because of course having watched the movie in fact having if i ever saw a trailer before watching this movie i knew exactly what was going to happen so i think mickey rooney
0: was told to be as crass as he could on a family movie i think (laughs)
1: mickey rooney was so gone by now he didn't even know he was in a movie i liked his little creative insults yeah hopscotch yeah exactly as <laughs> insulting as it
0: can be in a family movie
1: legit um uh, here you go guys dum-dum
2: yes you give me gum gum i give you gum gum you do dum-dum you give me gum gum gee uh, okay i'm you know what i have no gum
3: gum sorry and my name isn't dum-dum my name's larry
2: no your name dum-dum trouble, dum-dum. You better run-run for of the Hun-Hun.
1: That was dum-dum.
2: <laughs> uh, so many things.
4: Advertising works, though, because every time I saw the Huns running through the museum, I kept thinking, what's in your wallet? <laughs> 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 Which was after this.
1: Yeah, but
0: funny. I didn't see Attila the Hun was like the only character I genuinely did not like in this movie. So,
1: was he would he qualify as a character? I guess, kind of. Uh, so, th- I think one of the problems here, and uh, you know, to be frank, and I do like I said, I did enjoy this film. Don't get me wrong. I feel like they could have made better choices with what they had at almost every kind of major plot point. Or a t- turn, or what's the term I'm looking for, where the, the plot kind of twists or Be, not the twist, twist. But the pivot, every pivot pivot they could have made better choices I absolutely agree i
2: couldn't I, right. I couldn't agree more they they, they nope. could have made so many better choices.
0: I think they so. did fine
1: I think that's part of <laughs> the only thing that kind of wrigglingly bothers me a little bit is and i do, i don't I don't disagree Vanessa. i I feel like the movie they produced was fine. I think that they could have done better. It just was a matter of seeing... Maybe it was a matter of seeing what they worked with after the fact. This was a very heavily effects-driven movie. There's a lot of focus on how things are going to look while you're still in the early stages, and that's got very little to do with the writers. So there's, there's something to be said for not really having much vision holistically of a thing when you're still in the you know the work but i feel mm-hmm. like there are things and and stiller was sometimes part of the problem you know he's i think he's competent at what he does i think he actually works as a leading man for the right kinds of movies but this movie he right came off of as flat in a lot of places you know he wasn't the fun in the movie he it wasn't just that he was the straight man i mean he, mm-hmm. he when he did when he did things well he did them well when he was inspirational or when he was inspired when he was You know, when he when he was pulling himself up and doing and I feel that that's the transformation they were looking for in Larry. But consequentially, so much of Larry was just boring.
0: Ordinary. I mean, he was kind of supposed to be. Yeah, but you know what? He was
1: ordinary in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which was an amazing movie. Never
0: seen it. Wouldn't know. I thought to watch that one. Fantastic in the role. Mm,
1: So, Did I hear a whole lot of you guys haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah we're not gonna do a stiller we're not gonna do a stiller movie anytime real soon but oh, that God. one should thank you <laughs> that one should be one we look at occasionally eventually
4: i love ben stiller but i can only take so much at a time
0: not a stiller fan <laughs> yeah
1: i had issues with that he was definitely one of those actors who some movies he was in i loved and some movies i didn't and some movies i was embarrassed to like
2: yep everything yeah. of his that i like i am embarrassed to like
1: Zoolander. And then there was Dodgeball, (laughs) which was, well, Zoolander's just a guilty pleasure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
1: is. David Duchovny and David Bowie made Zoolander for me. But I mean, or David Duchovny's hand anyway. Uh, But then there's like, uh, you know, Dodgeball is one of those where like, I I I tried to watch the movie the first time and I was like, I don't even know if I can do this thing. And you get about halfway through the movie and you're just kind of mesmerized every time Ben Stiller comes on the screen. And he was such a terrible character.
0: It was a terrible su- movie with terrible characters a- and no actual story. I Can't
1: believe you made me bleed my own blood.
0: <laughs> Just, oh. but that's, uh, that's no, my, yeah, had
1: no story. That was that's, that's the my issue with possible. Stiller
4: is he's always, uh, he's very plain, and and I I call him Vanilla. Basically, I mean I know the misnomer of Vanilla being plain, but he. Works, if there's something else for him to go with, he makes everything better. But him by himself, I, I just I, it gets boring for me.
1: Other than Tropic Thunder, I have a hard time thinking of any movies he led that I really thought were dynamically <laughs> potent. And Tropic Thunder had a lot of talent in it. He was, it, it was surrounded so a terrible by movie.
4: excellence he in that sur- movie. He, he, it, he can magnify other talent.
1: That's a movie that had no business being good. And... <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. made it great. Jack Black was really. Good I it. didn't think it was. And I wasn't even a Jack Black fan at the time. I was like, I don't like this guy very much. He's annoying. And that movie was. Uh, and then freaking Tom Cruise was amazing in it. And I don't get to say that about Tom Cruise very often. Oh. I mean, I say that, but people don't believe me or are afraid I'm going to indoctrinate into a cult. <laughs> uh, let's try this huh. one. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Yes, but just, just one
3: question. All right, okay, why? Is it like just some, like, three wishes kind of deal? Or Jumbo! Jumbo, Sergeant! Oh, hey.
1: yeah.
4: Not at all. Self reliance is the key to a vigorous life. A man must look inward to find his own answers. How can I be of help? All right, well, I,
3: I don't really know how to put this, and please don't take it the wrong way, but
1: isn't everything in this museum supposed to
3: be,
4: you know, dead? dead? Yeah. Follow me.
1: <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Probably the most fun character in the movie
0: My favorite
1: And as we already talked about um, A really understated role for Robin Williams There's a couple of very Robin Williams moments in this I captured at least one of them
0: I hope Um, it's the one I'm thinking of
1: (laughs) We will see Every night
2: So everything in the museum comes to life Every night? Exactly And, And I'm supposed to do what? You're the night watchman, Lawrence Venerable position in this institution.
1: Come on, lad. All right, okay. This
0: is impossible.
1: Nothing's impossible if it can be dreamed, it can be done. Hence the twenty-foot jackal staring at you right
3: now. Don't make eye contact. Your job is to make sure that everyone stays inside the museum.
4: Because if the sun rises and anyone's on the outside, we turn to dust. You
2: turn to dust. Dust.
1: I love clips like that because uh, Salvatore's music in the background. Just moves with the conversation in a way that makes it almost invisible. And if you took it out, the conversation wouldn't have near the power. For sure, it's just just a master craftsman. Yeah. Unless you're Jason, obviously. <laughs> do, do do you need me to get into it? Are we going to go down the uh, Alan Silvestri uh, Hobbit hole now? <laughs> I don't even have to go to IMDb. I can visit my own record collection real quick. Isn't that ridiculous? Oi, <laughs> oi! Listen to you. Like, you wouldn't dare. We're in the middle of a show. This is not what it's about. Oh, look, my Alan Silvestri folder. <laughs> Back to the Future, Beowulf, Eraser, Forrest Gump, Judge Dredd, Predator, The Abyss, Van Helsing. Need I go on? Oh, Van Helsing, uh, we need to do
2: that for the had show. good music, too, maybe. They all had good music.
1: <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, okay, Jed's Rage.
4: <clears throat> Say hello to your little friend! Hey! What are you doing? Put me down! I don't like to be manhandled! Just calm down, Jed. It doesn't feel good. It makes me feel small and powerless. You done? I'm gonna shoot you in your dang eye. and your dad gum eye. Ugh. Yeah, keep shooting. Nothing's gonna happen. Now you know my
0: shame. Jedediah's impotent rage. These guns don't fire. Take me away.
2: <laughs>
1: the, the, the double on that is great. <laughs> but sadly it was Owen Wilson. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, I like I, Owen Wilson. Say, I think he did good in the role.
3: I I, I have <laughs> to say at this point, I do not like Owen Wilson. I really don't. He was good in anybody got one? There was a movie he did with Jackie Chan there that managed the I, I there was one of the two then because I haven't seen two but there was one that he did with Jackie Chan that managed to be an incredible and enjoyable movie in spite of him. And I didn't hold that against Shanghai news, but that's about the best thing I can say. Yes. That was the one
1: Shanghai
2: i the best Shanghai thing I
3: can nights. say for him.
2: No, just Shanghai news.
1: He was nah, in it's Around okay. the World in 80 Days. <laughs> that's the one
2: I could think of, so... <laughs> Shanghai Nights was not
1: an enjoyable film. <laughs> oh my god, we've seen Owen Wilson on the show yes. before? Yes.
4: Yeah,
0: Around the World
1: in 80 Days. It's He'd... easy to block him out, isn't it? Him and his brother
4: played the, the... They were
1: brothers. Both. Both of them. They were the right, brothers. right brothers. Oh, that's were right. I guess brothers. you have to two of those, don't you? The, <laughs> the right <laughs> brother doesn't have the same ring.
4: <laughs> oh, dear God. You need the left Owen brother. Too. Was, well, I mean, so,
1: unless it's in contrast to the wrong brother. Somebody feel good. Feel like you know working this in the background, except Vanessa, who likes him. Owen Wilson was good in. See if we can find stuff <laughs> because there had to be something. I th- I think there was something. I'm working it. I'm working it. And Zoolander doesn't count.
0: Oh come on, man! You're taking all my thunder.
1: He was.
2: Good in Zoolander, but that's we don't talk about that. Well, particularly not in public. If, if you're if oh. you're going to say that anyone was good in Zoolander, then you have to say that everyone was good in Zoolander, because you're already a liar, and you might as well just keep lying.
1: <laughs> David Bowie was awesome in Zoolander. David was awesome. Was Christopher Walken in Zoolander? <laughs> After about ten
4: listings in no, my complete. John
1: Voight was good in oh, It sorry, comes up mentioned. with
4: Armageddon, and then Cars.
1: Armageddon was an ensemble, so that really doesn't count. The first one said, in what movie, what year,
4: in Spanish, (laughs) (laughs) in bed, this is my search history, um, in French, uh, in the military. Moving on.
1: Sorry I brought it up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stay out of my autocomplete.
3: (laughs) To be more thorough, the majority of his characters... Are supposed to be funny because they are stupid, and stupidity generally only annoys me, it doesn't amuse me. There that are exceptions, but consistent stupidity only ever annoys me, yeah. And that's pretty much what he does. Uh-huh. Same with Ben Still, which
1: also we could say about Zoolander.
3: So, yes. uh, yes, I could.
1: <laughs> uh, that was one of his smarter characters. Uh, greatness, we just begun, yeah. Well, this is not exactly what it Lawrence. Yeah. What did you do before you took this post? Uh. Well, I've done a lot of different things. I um. I invented this thing called the Snapper.
3: Did you give up on that as well? No, I didn't. No, I just hit a few roadblocks. You might have heard of the
4: Clapper.
1: That's Lawrence. What...
3: Yes, sir. Some men are born great. Others have greatness thrust upon
2: them. For you, this is that very moment.
1: I love that lone horn back there. Yeah, that, that was, was perfect. Uh that was the best street people. I was the best street. The star of night at <laughs> the museum. Star of the, movie. <laughs> the composer. Oh yeah. Come on, you guys really gonna you're really gonna argue with me on this? We're not. <laughs> I didn't hear a word of argument. Gosh, I enjoyed this movie more when I was watching it than I am listening to the clips. That's pissing me off. You guys are doing this to me.
0: I'm still enjoying <laughs> it.
1: Vanessa, how do you keep your upbeat smile through all this BS? Because she knows she's right. Am I clear? Would you kindly do me the favor of explaining this?
3: Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm guessing, and I'm just spitballing here, but, uh, looks like that Roman dude got a little cocky and climbed over into the Wild West, and that cowboy knows the Roman dude wants to take over his territory, so he rounded up a posse and put him in the stockade. (laughs)
0: Wow! Let's
3: all laugh at me, the comedy night guard. No, is the answer. Sarcasm, back at ya. With your, your humour box, I wasn't laughing, pretending to laugh. If that's what you want, some sort of battle of humour, do you? No, I don't want. A, no, I don't want a battle of humour. No, you don't, because it'd be a bloodbath.
1: <laughs> Nothing funny about little big horn. <laughs> no, I find it about as funny as a fancist. It's not funny, okay? And I will not stand for this type of blatant. If I'm not clear, tell me. Am I clear? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to figure out if the writers actually wrote a character that didn't finish his sentences, or if at some point Gervais forgot his lines and they decided that that was actually funnier than what they'd written.
1: Probably didn't. Probably didn't bother with them. Yeah, I looked at it with. Ah, the script is. T- I don't know. I.
2: I just,
1: just keep rolling. <laughs>
2: pile driver a few years into the job the three of us realized that like everything else in this museum we got new life at night sundown to sunrise we felt young again okay did not see that coming gave us an energy boost we love the nightlife larry so when we found out they were gonna fire us we had to steal the tablet everyone knows you need the money add to that the stuff we planted in your place pretty obvious you committed the crime Take care of that cut. Come on, guys, let's go find that kid. Sweet dreams, cupcake. No, pile driver. That was not oh, a pile driver. Let's get our tablet.
1: No, it wasn't. Nope, but it no. was funny. It
2: was funny. <laughs> Sweet yeah, dreams, funny. cupcake.
1: It's like um, Mickey Rooney wasn't allowed to say anything at a normal volume, so you know they had to really kind of play something. it something.
4: Yeah. Did you get Paul Rudd clips? To no. be fair, he
0: only said, like, two lines. I know.
4: Yeah. I Both know. I thought he was one of the more interesting characters, although he's still just as vanilla as everything else in the movie. No,
0: he isn't. He's a stockbroker.
2: Bond tradesman. Bond <laughs> uh, Bond,
0: Bond
1: Yeah, Bond tradesman. I, I, I didn't know. I mean, even when he's supposed to be playing, like, the misanthrope that you don't necessarily are not supposed to like, I guess. He's still Paul Rudd. I
2: was going to say. Yeah. He has to
1: try really hard to be unlikable, and hes he, was uh, he might even try to tell. This.
2: There was nothing <laughs> wrong with him whatsoever, and I'm glad that the child has a stable force in his life. Right, right. <laughs> he
4: was supposed to be the person that Ben Stiller's character could never uh, become,
2: and never will.
1: Yeah.
0: And then
4: make him a little goofy with the bat belt.
1: But it was Paul Rudd, and, you know, it's just impossible not to like Paul. Also, did you notice that he hasn't aged?
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen at least one movie with Paul Rudd where I genuinely did not like his character.
1: Find it. I'd love to talk okay, about it. Okay, hold
0: on. Challenge issue.
1: let <laughs> uh, see. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, we're getting towards kind of the, 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 towards the climax of the film, so this is where things get a little more uh, exciting. Son of Milton. I like this one.
0: You would not believe how stuffy it is in there.
3: How can you speak English? I went to Cambridge University. You went to Cambridge? I was on display in the Egyptology department. Mm -hmm. I am Achmin Ra, fourth king of the fourth king, ruler of the land of my fathers. Uh, I am uh, Larry, son of Milton.
1: Rami Malek was just charming in this.
0: He can learn English by being on display, but no one else can.
3: Actually, there were quite a few of the exhibits that spoke English that
4: shouldn't. Christopher
0: have. Columbus didn't. The Neanderthals didn't. Let's see. Attila the Hun didn't. There were plenty that didn't also. They made up that a Hun correct. language
4: with this, too. I love that play on Christopher Columbus, though. The number of times he didn't say Christopher Could Columbus. Not, didn't know
1: who he was. Couldn't, couldn't figure out who he was. I loved
2: G- it. Yeah, given that. Yeah. Tourist. <laughs> <It's> hilarious. <laughs>
1: tourist Um. That was but I, didn't funny. I I, I
2: yeah, will anyway. say the, the Christopher Columbus calling him a tourist was funny.
1: It's just a great gag. Uh see, um twelve Huns? Oh, just Huns. It was clip number twelve. I'm confusing myself. Did,
4: did you catch the other side of that Christopher Columbus pun though? It was the fourteen ninety two film. What? It was a fourteen ninety two film. Mm.
0: Yes, they made it.
4: That's correct. Production. Oh, gotcha. It was their production, production company.
0: company. 1492. Oh,
4: with Christopher Columbus. With Chris with the, Columbus.
1: Chris Columbus was is a writer, director he does does he was he the producer, producer for this. Okay,
4: yeah. Well. And that I that's what that. made me laugh so much about that one.
1: Oh, no, without context I laughed a little. With yeah, context Chris, maybe. Yeah, Chris I Columbus.
4: A yeah, was was a producer.
1: Let's go back and watch it again.
4: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Try and
1: make them. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so uncooperative, Huns. What is that? Huns, they gotta deal with this guy.
0: Pardon me, Larry. I speak Hun. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> nonsense. <laughs> I did read that the Hun language for this movie completely made up. Oh, it so it's even it more sounded offensive that way. Than it
4: sounded. Yeah, yeah, to me it sounded very <laughs> offensive. Although they did a good job Mostly of the making Huns. Stiller's lines sound more offensive than the Hun's actual lines.
3: I suspect they did this by having him try to improv gibberish on the spot. Yeah, that, that's pretty sure that's how that
0: works. Try to mimic what this guy's doing. Here's a camera. Good luck. Which
3: he literally did at a couple of
1: points. Yes. Okay. <sighs> moving on. Moving on. Thank you. Speech.
3: Speech.
0: Mm-hmm. Jed,
3: Octavius, take away the fact you were born 2,000 years apart. You guys aren't that different. You're both great leaders. You just want what's best for your people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Civil War dudes, you guys are brothers for God's sakes. you got to stop fighting. North wins, slavery's bad. Sorry, don't want to burst your bubble. But South, you guys get almond Brothers and NASCAR. So just chill. <laughs> Look, without that tablet, all of this, this whole coming to life at night thing, it all goes away. Now, I don't want to let that happen, but I need your help. We can get this done, but we got to do it together. So who's with
1: me? Yeah. Chokes me up. Really? Okay, Okay, I'm over it. Let's see. I don't know. Was that the magic moment? I guess that was the magic moment. There was a magic moment? It wasn't quite. This wasn't quite. It started Independence Day, but you know.
4: (laughs) That's as close as you're going to get.
1: It wasn't even today we are canceling the apocalypse.
3: I mean. Which?
2: It wasn't even stick your head out the window and say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of that. (laughs) It was closer to that. Oh, so there needs Uh, Biggest laugh. Oh, okay. I I had to capture this. (laughs) This is the the scene where I couldn't stop giggling. As an audio gag, it loses something. But you guys, since you recently watched the movie, and if you haven't recently watched the movie, you won't necessarily know. But since you recently watched the movie, you'll get it. We I backed up, switched you know, to the cave view of the van. <laughs> I love the
4: juxtaposition between the outside where you're looking at the whole van, which not, you really don't see anything. They're just letting the air out of the tires. You switch to the close-up, and of course, to them, it's a hurricane. It
1: immediately made me think of that scene in Shazam too, where he's giving the villain speech, but he's like a mile and a half away. Oh, that's, that was a good one, too. It's like every time it switches to Jams, he's like, he
2: can't hear a thing. I if you Are you giving a big... I can't hear... talking. You wanna know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the scene in Hocus Pocus where where the witch says, do you have your driver's permit? And I'm like, how did he know? How did they know? To jam a little stick in the tire valve of a tire of a giant metal beast that did not exist in their world. Oh, don't
1: even start with the logic.
2: Oh, I'm going to start with the logic, and there's going to be more later.
1: <laughs> we're going to be here all
2: night. I thought
4: they were told to let the air out.
2: They no, were told they were told to, to sabotage the, the truck. Yet.
4: Oh,
1: they didn't. They didn't show us the scene where he walked with them to the back door. And says, "See that? If you go over there and you push the little to thing." To
4: be like fair, if you're that tall, what part of the van are you going to sabotage?
2: Well, I could understand him like trying to stab the tire. I don't or think something. you're going to
4: get a banana in the tailpipe.
1: <laughs> don't get a not
0: banana. Not only that, tailpipe. how did the We're tire valve not, I'm not fall for the like, banana? In the cap tailpipe not, grip. <laughs> The ca- tire valve cap just wasn't even there. Yeah, there was no tire valve cap.
3: Plus. The tire was conveniently in a position with the tire valve at the bottom of the tire. With the cap off. Which almost never happens when I have to go air up a tire.
1: (laughs) Conveniently, mostly for the joke. Right. Grumble. The whole bit was for the joke. Um, Okay. Robin Williams. Being a little Robin Williams. The year was 1909. I was going up the Zambezi River in Africa. Now, River Guy was a brilliant pygmy who spoke only by clicking.
2: (laughs) I will. I was hoping you got that one.
3: That was exactly.
2: So we weren't offensive enough when we mocked the Hans.
1: <laughs> we had to push it.
3: Well, on behalf wow. of any pygmies who ever watched this movie and felt demeaned or belittled by by, by Robin's scene there, I, I hope that they will forgive them.
2: Belittled? Is that some kind of a pygmy yeah. joke?
3: The, the, the okay, for do, any pygmy who is watching or listening to our podcast <laughs> If you manage to the, watch the, it, you've got
1: skill that do They're not listening at this point, I guarantee the clicking <laughs> are not
4: pygmies Just saying What? Who does the clicking? There's, there's African names. tribes that have a language with clicking in them Well, I knew that
3: Several African you know languages not? have clicking I knew that too, but how do you know that it's not the pygmies?
1: Guys, this is not the forum for this conversation it's Really not I'm just <laughs> <laughs> All right I got one more.
2: Dexter, welcome back.
4: Hey, Dex. So, look, no hard feelings, all right? Lawrence, you saw, you saw what he did. Just then. Who's evolved? I am. Who's evolved?
0: I am. Good.
1: I'm gonna regret this.
3: You totally robbed me by transitioning Uh, out of that straight into the sounder. I didn't get the chance to say
1: arguable. I I don't feel bad about that at all. (laughs) I do. I feel a little miffed that you had to bring it up after the sounder instead of, yeah, and interrupt me instead of letting me. This is the second or third show in a row. You, you just don't, under, you don't, you don't respect my artistry. <laughs> you, you, I come out of the, the last clip and surprise you by going right into the sounder.
3: Which, if someone has something to say after the last clip, is just cut where We're the talent, dude. <laughs> we're you don't get to, we're you, your
1: panel. You, I get to say who the talent is, buddy. Let's yeah, and you straight. did.
2: You named no, us. We, <laughs> we,
1: we don't have to do this show. This is, this is a courtesy.
3: I haven't seen you in weeks. Except on this show. I'm here. No, I? I still can't see you. <laughs> Well, that's because you wanted to be able to hear me, and I can't do both. <laughs> hmm.
1: I don't know. Now that now that I think about it, the other way might have been entertaining, too. Not for our audience. Fair enough. Okay, kid. I apologize. Say what you came to say. Arguable. I did. <laughs> Arguable. All that is a one word. Rich, thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you have anything for us? I had. I have to think about
4: what they were again. Uh, Arguable. <laughs> um, Okay a good word thumbs up just just going with my thumbs up first i really did love the sub story with rebecca and sacajawea there was something about the docent getting to see a historical figure she admired and and actually getting to meet that if you could meet if you could meet anybody alive or dead which would you choose alive obviously (laughs) (laughs) so I, i enjoyed that but, uh, <laughs> okay, it took me a second to get my own joke, sorry. Um, that's not how that works. Thumbs down. <laughs> it goes into the fact that, I, and I think you, you explained it better than I did. Yeah, it, when they had decisions, when they had pivots they could make, I think they always made the weird pivot. Um, and I, I think that was partly done on purpose. But, yeah, I, I just, I didn't like that um i've been struggling because i don't hate this film I, I mean some of the scenes are great there's some cringe in there too but i can i can put up with the cringe i can put up with the cringe when i'm when i'm doing it i'm like this is not how we act in public but this is how we do it but i don't think i can quite hit with four stars i i am gonna drop a three and a
1: half stars in there good that's uh, respectable miss vanessa yes I'm sorry. I'm 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 obviously draining on the end here. I'm not. I don't have anything. I, I don't have an upbeat way of inviting you to the conversation. Oh, it's
0: okay. I'm upbeat enough for both please. of us.
1: Please, please <laughs> grace us with your opinions on this movie.
0: Okay. Thumbs down is literally, like, the English language thing. That one bit annoyed me, because I forgot that not only did whatever his name is, the Egyptian guy know how to speak Egyptian and English, he also knew how to translate Huns into English, which knowing a language and being able to translate it is two different skills. (laughs) And he all learned this by being on display in Cambridge when he's been on display at the Museum of Natural History for 50-plus years. (sighs)
1: as Cambridge 50 plus years ago was the college of language.
0: Yeah, sure. In the Egyptology department especially, right?
1: That was the yes,
4: time. I was there.
0: <laughs> but but seriously, like all of the other displays have been on display in a primarily English speaking area for 50 years. They should have picked up something. Anything. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: He might have just been smarter than the average display.
0: But he was literally locked up in a box, screaming in the middle of the night. And had night. nothing
1: else to do.
3: <laughs> well, here, we don't know that he was locked up in a box in Cambridge. I'm
0: pretty sure I don't want was. to be an
1: apologist regarding your only <laughs> thumbs down.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. We, we we're going to have so
1: many more to look forward to.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. But realistically, this movie came out in 06. I saw it relatively shortly after it came out. I, I was still in an age group that could have been a, potentially a target audience. It was at the tail end of that age group, but I was still in it. I liked it. I liked it then. I like it now. I can't still can't give it five stars because, frankly, it's not a five-star movie. But I am going to land solidly at four. <laughs>
1: cool. Jason? <laughs> Your rebuttal, okay. sir. Okay. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Tear it to pieces, man. <laughs> uh, lots of pieces. I'm lots sure. Of, you have to work that hard. I'm already lot, tired. Lo- lots of big <laughs> chunky pieces because it doesn't. Ooh. It is not nuanced enough to rip it to shreds.
4: <laughs> oh,
1: it's a comedy. It's obviously not intended to be. Yeah, that's legit. Um,
2: I don't like the fact that they tried to make you like him more than Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is better for the child and should be. And, get off my uh, lawn. Get off my lawn. The stepfather's
0: always <laughs> going to be the bad guy, man. <laughs> and I disagree with like, that. Like
2: Cary Elwes the Liar, Liar.
0: The Claw. It's Gary the Claw. Cary a great character in Liar, Liar, and he was would have been better for the kid. But then
2: there was Jim Carrey. <sighs> and again, Same arguments. And, 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 <laughs> I don't like that trope. Fair. I think that is a horrible trope, and it's bad for families in general. Because it makes stepfather, it demonizes stepfathers in a way that they should not be demonized, and it's just wrong. I agree. Uh, let the kid like both people. There's no now. I kind of hate this movie. Make Is that what it you stop. just did? Yay! Um, <laughs> the fact that they gave him a list of things to do, but didn't go over it with him beforehand. The fact that they did not say, "Oh, by the way." Just so you know, there's gonna be a thing that happens. And I know they kind of covered that in the film. You wouldn't have believed us anyway. That's called fan waving. That wasn't the point. They wanted him to fail.
4: That
1: was the point.
2: But they gave him did a list. Wanted him f- but what? they gave him a list that he did not read and he did not do. <laughs> he certainly didn't do it fast, and he certainly didn't do it all. If I was given a list that said, do them fast, do them all. I, the first thing I would have done is read the list. He didn't even look at the list until after the dinosaur came to life. And he was like, "Ooh, maybe there's something on the list that will tell me about this. And the first thing on the list is throw the bone.
0: What bone would but he have thrown had the bone not been brought to him by the dinosaur?
4: Yeah. And they didn't they didn't hire a bunch of people who were fully capable of doing that type of job. And following the list, they hired the one schmuck that came in that they knew wouldn't follow the list.
2: Okay, then then we get worse. Okay, so this he is a schmuck. He is a horrible schmuck that should not be able to do this at all because he's a schmuck. But after the very first night when he decides, oh, you know what, I do need a second try at this, he stays up the entire day. After having been a guard all night, reading books, studying history, learning things, The Idiot's Guide to Attila the Hun, <laughs> seriously, um, yeah does not sleep and goes to work on night two. And for the most part, does an exquisite job of it. You know, he, he kind of screws up at the end. But he does way better than he has any right to, especially on no sleep for 24 hours. He
0: did sleep through part of the first shift before things came yeah, alive. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay.
3: Most of the first shift, apparently, since only 20 minutes after
4: he woke up, it was dawn.
0: Yeah, I just. Not sorry to be an apologist, but he did sleep through part of the first shift. <laughs> he, he did sleep through
2: part of the first shift.
4: But it was the requisite montage scene.
2: But. He, he he had this bag of tricks, and he was just like, I'm just going to do so great, blah, 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 without any further instructions, because the instruction list got ripped up on day one, and the three idiots didn't have a second copy for him. Then, okay, night three. He brings the kid, tries to talk the woman into coming back, which there has to be some kind of rule. If only the Night Watchmen have ever seen this to date, which they're making it fairly clear that they're the only people that knew this happened. You would think it would be like, you know, don't bring anybody else in here. That's against the rules. Um. But he tries to bring the woman back, tries to bring the kid in, and of course nothing happens because now, finally, the bad guys are stealing the stuff. Which I saw them, I saw somebody plant stuff in a drawer i didn't know whose drawer it was or where that drawer was according to the exposition it was in his home they took stuff and planted it in his home
3: yes they showed us the scene of uh the guy making a copy of his house right
2: yes exactly i i I, I remember that uh and then we we get the tablet back and we realize the people aren't alive because the center dial is cockeyed. So flip the switch, punk lights up everything, and now all of the stuff has come back to life. Later, when the guys steal the tablet back, and the only thing standing in their way is a museum full of live exhibits. Nobody thought to unflip the frickin' switch. I have a counterpoint. They were too
1: addicted to feeling good.
2: One,
0: they felt good. And two, he crashed his car. He wouldn't have been able to ride off on the carriage if the horses were wax. Also, it's,
3: I mean, we or aren't dust. given a lot of information about how this magic or this curse or whatever works. It's entirely possible that once you turn it on, only dawn will end it. Flipping the switch back may have done okay, nothing. I'll, and they may have done that. I will
2: that. give you that credit. Now, we have tied <laughs> up all of the guards. <laughs> We have, taken, we, we, we have saved the day. Everybody has been brought back to life. A rousing speech was made, uniting mannequin with mannequin, and causing all of the exhibits to work together for the first time in 50 years, because for 50 years, these three yahoos didn't think to say, hey, let's work together. Now, apparently, they just shut the windows on the exhibits and called it good. And then, oh, Sorry. They get them all tied up, the The mu- dawn comes, everyone made it, it's just fine, the only casualty has ever been that one Neanderthal that one day, huzzah, which by the way, that's another thing, this magic spell, <laughs> for 50 years, why would the exhibits care about getting back into their original position, exactly, every morning? <sighs>
4: Because remember how the the uh, Egyptian guy had uh, control over them a little bit, I think it compelled them to get back into position.
2: Except for the Roman guy in the West World, in, in in the West World,
4: which is where it broke. Well, he was locked up in stocks. Like, oh yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't get, get
2: back
0: back. To his original so, so he was in stocks, he can not exactly like walk his way back.
2: Well, as part of the exhibits, they shouldn't have locked him in the stocks because everybody wants everybody to get back where they're supposed to be. I don't I it's it just it's just one more thing that bugs me. But then so the day comes, the dawn arises, everybody's back in place, but the place is a mess it's absolutely ransacked the boss comes in says give me your keys uh shows him the he does talk about the news articles but says do you have any explanation for this no i don't not hey you know what to be perfectly honest at night everything comes to life and da 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 (coughs) da da And then he's like, okay, I'm going to fire you, but we're going to walk you out together. And when I see all of these people that have come to the museum that he didn't take credit for, he said, I have no explanation for what happened. But when he sees all of the people in the museum and he realizes that they're there because of the publicity that they got on the news, he gives him back his keys and flashlight and lets him keep working there, even though he didn't take credit for doing any of it. There's absolutely no correlation for causation to not fire his ass. Except that he
1: assumes that he had something to do with it. He assumes that he doesn't have a good explanation, which is why he keeps his mouth shut. You can tell that's why he fires it, because he assumes that he has something to do with it. All this stuff happening on his watch.
2: Well, and, and also by then. All of the crap that was in the lobby. How many people work at this museum that got that place cleaned up before any of the guests actually did show up? Because that place was—that's a good wreck. question. <laughs> how many times did how, how many times did the T Rex break the night desk, pick it up and throw it across the room, and it's perfectly fine the next day? All of these things every day for fifty years—it's all happening. No, it doesn't.
1: Jeff. FM.
2: And then, FM. lastly, my very last point, credit scene. Everything's fine. The, the credits have rolled. The day is happy. What happened to the guards? Oh, mid-credits scene. The guards are mopping. The fired guards are mopping up the mess in the morning, saying, gee, it sure was nice, Larry, not to snitch on us. What? They threatened his Family. They threat. They they uh planted stuff in his home to get him sent to jail for God knows how long. For thousands of dollars in theft, they are framing this man. (laughs) And so he just so kindly, out of the bottom of his heart, says, "As long as you mop up part of the mess, we won't say anything, and we'll call bygones be bygones." No, that's not how that works, and that makes me angry at the film. They should have been a, there should have been a credit scene where they were sitting in jail, not in front of an exhibit with a mop.
1: You know the explanation of that one.
2: What's the explanation of that one?
1: Kids movie. They just want it to end like a kids' movie. Which I don't disagree with. Which is with a you. horrible just, lesson
2: to teach children. It isn't
1: about a lesson. <laughs> it's about having a nice congenial. Kids' ending. movies have lessons. You know, the-
2: and that was a bad lesson. Horrible, horrible lesson. That's a worse lesson than The Little Mermaid.
1: They still got lost. They still lost. <laughs> the worst lesson than The Little it's Mermaid. It's a
2: worse lesson than The Little Mermaid. That's a tall order, sir. a tall order. <laughs> I hate this film. I hate everything about it, except for a few of the little jokes. There were a couple jokes that were funny. There was a couple of key actors that were amusing to watch be what they were. But it was outside the realm of the story. It was outside the realm of the choices that were made and the script that was written and the actors that were cast. I did not like this movie at all. It gets a half a star. That's fair. Well, Damn,
1: dude. It's rough. Really harsh.
2: Two weeks in a row. <laughs> was last week That's a a star? one start.
1: you put them both together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're forgetting to a rut, sir. Oh,
2: you can still see the sun. You were just
1: picking bad movies for you. But, you should pick the next one. You have five minutes. Uh, oh, wait. No, kids talk. Tried. You I
2: tried to pick the next one, and it's not streaming anymore.
1: Ah, oh, so depressing. It was a good choice, too. We'll catch it. Oh. We will catch it as soon as it comes up again. We will just boot whatever it is out of the way and put it in there. And now the listeners are going, well, "What movie are you possibly talking about?" And I'm not going to tell, tell them. Spoilers. Spoilers. I'm not going to tell them by that. Thank you. Uh kid, do do you have an opinion on Night at the Museum? Just curious. So, a little bit. Um, Jason just stole
3: a tremendous amount of my thunder. But I wanted to open with this little story because I'd seen this movie before and I thought I knew what I was expecting when I fired it up. And I, I I remembered the opening setup fairly accurately. But apparently somewhere in the intervening years, the vast majority of this movie had just dissolved into the background of my mind and been replaced with most of the contents from the second movie because I was expecting the second movie, which uh, is that what I got.
1: What? The second movie? It wasn't that memorable either. No, I I don't
3: understand Uh, it, but somehow they merged together and I mostly remembered the content of the second movie because I was expecting a lot of the things that happened in that movie. And I I remembered, for example, uh, uh, Custer. Custer was in the second movie.
0: Yes.
1: They mentioned a little bighorn in here. Ricky Gervais does. And I thought that was funny.
3: (laughs) So most of this movie, it was like watching it again for the first time because it didn't come back to me um i remember the opening credit scene dick van dyke and going i don't remember he was in this movie but that's awesome i love dick van dyke and turned out he was about my favorite thing in the movie um <laughs> and even that is disappointing because this was not a great role for dick van dyke it really wasn't he he did not get to infuse a lot of his own personal style and comedy into the role he did get to do a spinning kick though yeah yeah that was pretty sweet um <laughs> So many of my complaints were, uh, my thumbs down, excuse me, were stolen by my uh, previous commenter. Uh, a couple of things I can think of that were left over were uh, a lot of the the gags or memes or even uh, a lot of the tropes that this film relied heavily on are ones that uh, I find lackluster, cringe, or even just annoying. Um there, there were very few of the little scenes or skits or gags that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. But there were some, and they were good. Um, I was particularly irritated by the fact that we learn slowly to our horror, at least to my horror, over the course of the movie, that this has been going on for five decades. And every night for five decades, Sacagawea, arguably one of the most gentle and considerate souls being affected by this curse, has been trapped in this tiny glass cage with nothing to do, but look at the same three plants and listen to Lewis and Clark argue all night over a map every night, 50 years. I am surprised that her little wax construct was still sane and functional. In fact, I'd I'd argue that it shouldn't have been. That's a fate worse than death. I feel terrible. Uh, That really bugged me. Also, um, the the Easter Island head was a horrible misrepresentation, and I was mildly <laughs> offended. That thing was a fraction the size of a proper Easter Island head to begin with. And none of them talk that way. And none of them take you. That's exactly what I was going. It was it was a uh, what's it called? Where you? A stereotype. It was a stereotype. This dumb muttering Easter Island head. No, they are what, gentle what, what, and refined this, souls. That is what? just <laughs> offensive. <laughs> It is. Now Those you're trolling. Now my you're trolling. As far as thumbs ups go, you I call was yourself an, talent. I was an absolute <laughs> fan of Fallon's <laughs> Sveshny's musical score. Uh, I am never disappointed about John L- or John L- about robin williams uh i enjoyed his uh character in the film even though he wasn't teddy roosevelt and good dodge it was it was actually a great lampshade they brought it up in character and he pointed out i'm i never did those things i'm just wax and then they completely drove that home by running him over and splitting him in half and melting him back together which that doesn't work that way but never mind Uh, I loved Rexy, the enthusiastic puppy in the form of a giant T-Rex skeleton. That was actually a a comedic bit that I found, despite the fact that they relied on it over and over again, quite enjoyable. Uh, The only little glitch there is I cannot explain how that thing did not trample the carriage because you see them dragging the bone. They go past the carriage. They do the ramp and it focuses on them. We never see what happens. The Rex should have just ran right through that thing. But even when they pan the camera back and you see the carriage, there's... The dinosaur is not even in the picture. You don't see him anywhere. It's just completely ignored. That was annoying. Anyways, enough rambling. All told, this movie was not garbage. I enjoyed it once long long ago when I watched it. I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm going to give it, I was going to say one and a half stars. I'm going to go ahead and give it two, two stars because so Dick Van Dyke. Oh. Dick Van Dyke. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm being booed by my wife that I apparently need to back that back down to one and a half stars. She's nodding. I need to back that no, back no, down to one know and a half stars fine. for ah! for my
1: marital for marital harmony. I don't remember hiring her as talent.
0: Wait, I was hired? I thought I was okay. drafted.
1: <laughs> Tomato. Recruited. <laughs> it's recruited. You were Starfighter. You've been recruiting nine months. Uh let's see go ahead and uh let us know what we're in for uh, for the final tally on this he particular.
4: I I need your rating.
1: rating. It's massive. Mine? Yeah, I need I all five numbers. I
4: don't, I don't want to give a rating. No, you have okay. to. It's, I got five in the box already. Do you want me to just leave it
1: there? Nah, you no, know, it's four, four X, stars. Four stars X is a number. I can't give a five. Okay. I, maybe before the show started, I could have, you know. So, I was, so, but even then, it would have been hard. That does drop you
4: know. it to two and three quarters stars. I on think average. Vanessa said it, it's um, not a five star movie.
1: Everybody said that it wasn't a five star movie, which you know. is
4: with Real Steel and uh, um, what was it uh, Monster Squad, uh, The Abyss,
1: <laughs> Good Company,
4: yeah, Good Company, The Craft. Oh, that nope, that was only two and a half stars instead of two and three quarter. Oh,
3: so overall we liked it better than The Crap.
4: Something that's Wild, what? my movie last year. Oh, I hope y'all like my so, movie this year better. You won't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice to know that you've set up expectations. Don't jinx it already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, sequel next week, guys?
0: No, no. That's okay.
2: No.
1: I already watched it. Oh, wait. I'll see it. Yeah, there you go. What do we got coming up, Vanessa?
0: Batman Returns.
1: Oh, a little wait, Keaton what? action. Well, he's in the movie a little bit. A little uh, Danny DeVito action. Um, Who else was in the movie? Wait, that's the one with the penguin, isn't it? And Christopher Walken. That'd be fun. Batman Returns. Let's do that. Everybody watch that. For Richard, for Vanessa, with Jason the Kid. My name is Eric. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll see you then.